Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to a Monday edition of the Managing Widget Podcast. This is El Dia Después. This is the show, the segment that we have shamelessly stole from a popular Spanish TV show that looks at the game the day after. To our credit, it's a different twist. It's not nearly as entertaining. So it's really just a reflection of the game a second time. So we do the post-game show the night of, and then a day or two later, Lucas hops on the podcast with me to reflect on the game further with a less emotional take. And Lucas, I can't think of a better game to come back less emotional from than what happened at <laughs> Sanchez Pichuan playing against Sergio Ramos, playing against that team in that stadium with that crowd, with that referee. I feel like we all probably were just fed up <laughs> Yeah, um, the night of the game. So it's good to come back two days later to, to reflect on it. How you doing, man? Welcome. I'm doing fine, thanks. And looking forward to, to discuss this week of Real Madrid action and also the last game, yeah. Well, tell me, where do you want to start? How do you start? And um, are you feeling any different today than you did two days ago? I don't know. It's It was a frustrating game, I think. On one hand, I have to admit that you replay these games, this game 10 times and you probably get the win in seven of them. In fact, you actually replace the referee and maybe you win the game as well. But uh, on the other hand, I don't think Real Madrid performed at a very high level. I think they did enough to get the win without these mistakes by the referee or with just better luck overall. Sevilla were also really good during the first half, I I thought, and Real Madrid could have done better also in the second half. But uh, I think that Real Madrid did more than enough to to get the three points with, uh, I don't know, with that kind of performance. I, I think you replay that game and you probably win. But on the other hand, it's uh, it's still frustrating to see that the team is not clicking on offenses as we all want, want it to, to be clicking. You know, I, I still see players like Rodrigo struggling immensely on offense. I thought it was he was pretty invisible during the first half. Vinicius was also pretty bad, I thought. And, and it's a team carried by, by Bellingham at this point. So 
he will. I tweeted the the morning after the game. I tweeted that his Bellingham has actually contributed uh, to sixty two goals, sixty two percent of Real Madrid's goals so far this season via his third, his ten goals and his three assists. And I think Real Madrid will need more from from Rodrigo and and Vinicius going forward if they want to to truly compete for for trophies this season. I think both both Brazilian attackers need to step up. Yeah, I was going to say, um, <clears throat> I think Vinicius was pretty poor. Um, yeah, I know Rodrigo is kind of the one who everyone wants to pile on right now, but Vinicius had a, had a really poor game, and and not just like the, in kind of like the unlucky sense. But I also just thought his decision making was was poor as well. Um, I was going to say, like you mentioned, the replays. If you replay this this game, you know, ten times, you win seven, maybe. I I think it has to be noted that with a different ref, because I actually think Sevilla yeah, played sure. well. Um, I don't know if they were necessarily better, but they did play well, and they did enough that they could have actually marginally won this game too. But I think Real Madrid should have and would have been up at least one goal in their first opening 10 minutes where they played really well. And that would have changed the complexion of the game. Of course, the reason why, and I don't like, the reason why I don't like talking about the referee because sometimes I think it overshadows the performance. And the performance is the, the part you look at and say, okay, if we play like this, we can win games. Um, but if we play badly, we, can, we have to improve in this aspect. You know, that's the more interesting discussion to me. But of course, you know, the complexion changes if the referee allows you to have your transition attack like he rightfully should have. Um, and, you know, those offside lines seem to be drawn differently every time. I'll be really honest. Um, if it was a millimeter offside, it was a millimeter offside. I won't complain about it. The one I complained most about was the Bellingham thing. Uh, the Bellingham disallowed goal because the referee initially tells us of your player to get up and then sees the transition attack and stops it. And the the more blatant one, which I couldn't believe, was actually the Vinicius penalty where Jesus Navas just goes in and cleans him out in the penalty box and nothing was called. Um, the, to be, to be per- perfectly fair, if I'm looking at this, I'm looking at every play and what the ref got wrong. First of all, this ref is just bad. First of all, horrible, <laughs> horrible, horrible. Um, the management Twitter account had noted that the ref, this referee has managed Barcelona 22 times, Real Madrid 19 times. With Barcelona, they have a 90% win rate with them, with him. And with Real Madrid, they have a 60% win rate with him. Take it for what you will. Um, if you want to chalk it up to conspiracy, the Negreira League, all that stuff. I was also very thankful that Bellingham didn't get punished for the stomp on Rakitic. Because if he did, he made there was there was a world that I was like, man, maybe he couldn't he couldn't miss classical for that. Um that would have been a disaster. So I just wanted to look at everything and that one I was actually a little bit happy that we got away with that one. But nevertheless, terrible refereeing, as you noted on Twitter, one of the worst you've ever seen. The worst actually. <laughs> Top of the list. I'm mean, not the worst performance, probably, but uh, the worst referee I've seen in in my entire life watching football. Yeah, no question. I mean, you start counting 
the mistakes he puts on every every single season and it's it's just uh, unbelievable to me how this guy keeps having a job in la liga it's just uh, atrocious it's just ridiculous plus his attitude as well he's just i don't know why he comes he comes off as a very arrogant guy always talking with the players you know he tries to keep uh, to keep his authority so that the players don't undermine his authority but does so in a very weird way. I mean, he comes off very, very strange, uh, with a very strange attitude to me. So he's just the worst referee I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, not uh, the worst, not the worst refereeing performance by any means, but the worst referee period. Whoever watches La Liga week in and week out for the last few years and has been watching La Liga for the last twenty or so will probably agree with me if I'm being honest. Yeah. Do you worry about? Classico being overshadowed by stuff like this. What do you mean by the? I don't. Yeah, like we don't the know who I'm... the referee is for Classico, but I don't know. I, I think was we thinking... do actually. Oh, do we already? You know this stuff way better than I. Quick. I just kind of wake up and see. Oh, this is the referee today. Let me double check real quick. Yeah, it's my... Oh no, no, this is the old Classico. So yeah, it hasn't been announced just yet. I thought it had. I thought it had been. Don't you think, like, I've been thinking a lot about this. All right, it's one thing, like, to, we, we all agree that the refereeing in La Liga sucks. And what, whatever you want to talk about corruption in the Real League, I, I often bring this up. Every team in La Liga gets screwed heavily every single week. And the only ones we hear about are the ones of Real Madrid and Barcelona. But if you watch La Liga regularly, you know that the referee sucks every single game, pretty much. Absolutely. And every team is getting screwed, but, you know, no one cares to write headlines if, if you know, if um, if Almeria or, or Cadiz or whoever gets screwed. But they say, reports say that it's going to be Sanchez-Dinez. I just uh, posted his picture on, on the chat here on Zoomkey, and if you don't know the name exactly, you will know. Um, <laughs> not a very oh, comforting guy. referee either, yeah. Not a very comforting referee either. <clears throat> don't you think... So this is what I was thinking about. I wish that for Classico, they would bring in an outside referee from a different country. Hmm. Like bring in Mark Oliver or something for the Classico mm-hmm. every year, for both Classicos. That way no yeah, one he can would complain. Be, yeah, he would be away from the narrative. He would be yeah, absolutely unfamiliar with the situation of the competition, I have to assume. So yeah. it would make sense. It would make sense, definitely. Yeah. We we hope we assume that no one will have paid that person for that one game, you know. <laughs> Theoretically unbiased, that would be that would be what I would do. Um, mm-hmm. But La Liga probably will never do that. But I think that was something I've been thinking about. Um, to go okay. Oh, I have to ask you this because we're gonna maybe focus on big picture stuff today too. Uh, at the time of this recording, Carlo Ancelotti has not spoken yet. He won't have spoken in the mm-hmm. press conference for another couple of hours. Of course, we're talking about the Champions League pregame against Braga tomorrow. Uh, the press conference is today. What was going through your mind with all the scenes of Ramos, starting with him nearly scoring from headers, his tussles with Bellingham, his tussles with, with uh, Rudiger? Did you feel anything? Did you feel any angst, any annoyance? Or like, what, were, what was your experience watching that? I find it 
quite funny that some Real Madrid fans are now saying, oh, Ramos is an a-hole, Ramos, you know, look at Were Ramos, look at that? his attitude. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've met or I've read some, some Madridistas complaining about Ramos's attitude during the game the other day. Ramos, this is, this is who Ramos has been for, for the entirety of his football career, you know. You always loved him because he did that defending your jersey, and now he does that defending another jersey, but uh, this is who Ramos has been for the entirety of his career. So obviously frustrating to see him performing at that kind of level. He dominated the, the defensive line pretty much by himself. He could have actually scored for Sevilla as well. He had a few, uh, as you mentioned, a few quote-unquote fights with Rudiger and, and Bellingham here and there, but it all was clean. I don't, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. I, I, I moved on past the Ramos stuff. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me anymore. Yeah. Well, to to say he nearly scored is an understatement, um, and I didn't fully realize it in real time. That ninety third minute header from the Suso set piece was an xG of point six four, and I was looking at the xG chart. I was like, "What is this massive bubble here?" And it was Sergio Ramos in the six yard box because Kepa comes out, so there's actually an open net if Ramos can just redirect yeah. the header. Yeah. Down, yeah. downwards, but he does, and that, that would have just been a crazy. I feel like in that one, God was like, "Okay, you know what? We screwed you enough today. <laughs> we'll, uh, I'll, I'll make sure this Ramos header goes over the bar, just, uh, just so you guys don't completely melt down." Um, <clears throat> I, I actually, did, I, in a sadistic way, I kind of enjoyed it being tormented by him. I was like, <laughs> "Yep, this is, uh, this is Sergio Ramos. I don't want him to compromise who he is just because he's playing against us." Um, be very curious to see how the crowd would react if he pulls a lot of this stuff against us in the burnabout in the return leg. Uh, but it was just kind of cool to see him play. It's been cool, like, because honestly, with PSG, I barely watched him play. First of all, he was now, injured a lot. And second of all, like, I'm not going to tune in to watch that. And third of all, like, <laughs> unless it was a Champions League game, then I'd watch him. I enjoyed his performance against Bayern last season upon elimination. I watched, I've just been, like, now that he's here, in La Liga, I've just been watching him more. Um, mm-hmm. And it was just cool to see him back again. Uh, these are like just precious moments. I don't know, for lack of a better word, like before he retires, like we get to see him up close for just a few more times um, before he, you know, hangs it up. He probably has uh, at least a couple years left in Sevilla, though. He's playing well now. I think so. And he takes yeah, care of yeah. himself. Um, he's going to age well, yeah. and he has aged well. Um, yeah. So... Putting aside that and the referee, when you see Real Madrid play the way they're playing now, does that worry you about Classico? Not really, because I have not been impressed by Barcelona either. You know, I think Barcelona are in a similar situation. Obviously, Real Madrid are ahead in the table, and that always gives you some kind of comfort in, the, in that regard, that Real Madrid don't face the match in Barcelona as if it was any kind of uh, decisive or, or elimination game, you know, the the lead will be pretty much still there. Well, not, obviously not still there, but the team will still be fighting for the title even after a loss, a potential loss in Barcelona. So, but I'm I'm more mostly worried about Real Madrid's uh, not not about not for El Clasico but for the rest of the season. I think again, my, the first thing that comes to mind for me is the fact that I think both Vinicius and, and Rodrigo need to step up 
in a big way. In a big way, I think it's time for for Real Madrid to stop and Real Madrid fans, Real Madrid analysts, Real Madrid as the club period to stop kind of creating and finding excuses for the two of them. It's time for them to perform, man. It's just uh, yeah, the the change of formation maybe didn't help them. I think we can all agree on the fact that we were hoping and most of us were kind of excited about the potential of Rodrigo finally away from the right wing because we thought that was not the best spot for him. Now it turns out that the center doesn't suit him well either. But it's time for them to to play and, and play at a high level, man. Especially, I, I was going to say especially Rodrigo, but Vinicius as well. Vinicius is a high profile of the two, you know. Vinicius is the more established player. Vinicius is the one with expectations, really, of being uh, one of the world's greatest players. So it's time for Vinicius to improve, I think, as well. I think, and and they haven't been impressive with with Brazil either for the last uh, handful of games. So it's time for them to to start performing at, uh, at the level. They can't perform because otherwise Real Madrid will be in trouble for the rest of the season. I think. Yeah, interesting. Um, I was I was just thinking about what you said about you haven't been that impressed with Barcelona. I just feel like there's I've seen that so many times before in classical history where I'm not impressed with Barcelona, and then in the classical they're just they just play a different level. Uh, in part, like I. It just feels like so many times they're just more motivated um, for obvious reasons. But I also feel like sometimes they're just more motivated to beat us than we are to beat them for whatever reason. The Their offense has been fine this year. Um, and I think they're getting unexpected contributions from unexpected players. Um, I think Zhao Felix has been better than advertised. You know, they got kids scoring now within like 10 seconds of coming on. But their defense has regressed. That's something I'll look at. I think in those first 20 minutes against Sevilla, what we did really well was getting behind the wingbacks. And I think that's something we can do against Barcelona. And we have to maximize those opportunities. The problem is like Barcelona can control a game way better than Sevilla can. So if you're relying on the transition opportunities, which I'm 100% sure what, this is what will happen. If anyone is expecting Real Madrid to take the game to Barcelona, I would be just weather your expectations because we have we didn't even do that against Sevilla and we've been very conservative and I think what's going to happen, a lot of people are asking, like, is it going to be Jose Lua or Rodrigo? It's going to be Rodrigo because Angelotti will want to play in transition. Jose Lua can't do that. Rodrigo is the one Carlo will look at and be like, okay, here's what's going to happen. We're going to be conservative. When we get the ball, Bellingham's going to try to pick out, bring the ball up the field or pick out Vinicius in behind Cancelo and Rodrigo. You're going to have to use sprinting up to help him. That's going to be the plan. Um, I'd be shocked if it wasn't. So that's what's going to happen. You just I don't know if you're going to have that many opportunities to do that if you're not going to have much of the ball. So that's just a, a, a slight concern for me. It's like how many opportunities can will we generate against Barca if we're going to be very conservative. Ideal scenario is we are able to capitalize in the first 10, 15, 20 minutes. And then because of that, we just have more ammo going forward and we can uh, open the game up a little bit. But um, I don't know. I guess I'm... I'm 
I'm neutral right now. I'm not overly optimistic about beating Barcelona, but I'm also not overly pessimistic about losing to them. I just feel like there are a few things that need to go our way. And one of that is that we need to maximize the amount of opportunities we have getting in behind Cancelo. And Balde, for that matter, who likes to get up the field. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Um, but I agree with you, man. I, we need more from Vinicius and Rodrigo right now. We absolutely need more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think so. I think you can see the lack of confidence from from Rodrigo. It's very clear. I since I touched on on Benicio's in a bit more extensive way on the on the pre, on my previous intervention, I I think Rodrigo deserves another one here. I think it's pretty obvious that he his his confidence isn't there. I didn't. I know you are not as sensitive as I am, maybe about his comments during the during the break. I didn't enjoy them. I, you know, I always like the more Valverde-like approach, which was, hey, I, I've never played as a right winger other than a few times, but I play anywhere if I have to play for Real Madrid. And this is, I know this is what Rodrigo thinks, but it's not what he said, right? It's, uh, his, his take and his quote was, could be seen more as a, as a complaint, as an excuse even, maybe for his lack of confidence and his lack of quality performances. More than a complaint, maybe as an excuse. So um I think he needs to he needs to sort it out, man. It's just again, I think it was a pretty general feeling that we all had during the last season that hey, Rodrigo might be really well as a secondary striker. I felt this myself and uh, hey, Rodrigo is not a pure right winger get him out of there and, and, and he will cook and he'll start cooking and turns out that he's not cooking at all under, on the central role and he's definitely playing worse than he was on, on the right wing. So, I mean, what's Rodrigo's real spot? The left wing? If Real Madrid are ever going to play with a left winger, that's going to be Vinicius' spot. So, if that's the only place Rodrigo feels comfortable playing in, I don't know how Rodrigo's future as a cornerstone of Real Madrid looks like. I don't know how it looks like. So he needs to to get his uh, his head straight and and start playing at a higher level and stop uh, and start bringing his confidence up a little bit and start doing whatever he can to to improve his form. I think Ancelotti is not. I mean, Ancelotti can be at fault sometimes for not giving or not trusting some of the young players. I don't think this is the, the case with Rodrigo at all. I think Rodrigo has been given many, many chances when Ancelotti could have gone another route or another way 
given Rodrigo's recent performances, I think Ancelotti has been patient and Rodrigo hasn't delivered. So how much more patient will, patience will Ancelotti have if Rodrigo keeps performing at this level? I don't know. It's time for Rodrigo to step up. Wow. Um, to be fair, like your comment about like, well, we thought he was a good support striker or, or we thought that that was his, the position he likes to play. And to be fair, that's not what he's playing now. He doesn't right. have a striker to play off of. He is playing in a four four two of sorts or like, you know, doesn't really doesn't matter what the formation is, whether like whether how you describe it. The point is Bellingham's in the spearhead of a diamond with Vinicius on one side, Rodrigo's yeah. on the other side, and Rodrigo is not playing symmetrically on the right. What he's doing is going hedging central and gravitating towards central and left zones, but sometimes he goes to the right half space. But he's not playing as a pure right winger, you know, in like a symmetrical four three three. Um, and the question of like, what is his role? Like what is his best position? I think it's the position where he's not relied on as your main goal scorer, but someone who can get the ball into the box and create some chaos. But to, to like ask this guy to like lead the line and score goals for you is a bad idea because that's not his game. But if you put him in a deeper role and expect him to, create but also chip in with goals that's a different story that's a useful player so you think he'll be fine with playing alongside Jose Lu, for example the thing is because, he, I mean he, he had, had a that few opportunity and he didn't score exactly. exactly but I also like like how many time like how much patience do we have as a fan base to understand that every single player in football history goes through bad form, including the greatest ones ever. And so, like, how... Goal in 11 games, man. I understand. It's not great. I'm not saying he's, I'm not, I'm not saying he's playing well, Lucas. I'm just saying, like... No, I know, I know. I, I'm saying that the sample size is already, like... Not the sample size, like, the, 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 the amount of games and the length... Of this pure, uh, of this poor run he's having, it's pretty long already, man. It's like it's not four games here and there. It's been like the start of the season, really, and we're in we're in November already. It's like pretty, it's like pretty damn close to a third of the season, and he's been playing like this so to a third of La Liga season. To be fair, obviously, no, not across all competitions because Real Madrid would play like 60 games or 50, 50 plus games and they've only played like 12 or 13. But in terms of La Liga season, it's pretty damn close to a, to a full third of, a, of, a, of a, the season. And this is the Rodrigo we've been getting. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's time to, I'm just saying it's time to turn it up. This is time to turn it up. So, I know people hate when I do this. And I know people are going to hate this. So if you only like are angry with me for my takes on Rodrigo, you mute yourself, mute me right now. He's doing things beyond scoring. Like I know like we were measuring him as a goal scorer right now because he's being asked to score. But like what happens if you, you know, what's the statement? Like what's the cliche thing where they say what happens if you take a fish out of water and expect it to swim or fly or whatever it is? <laughs> like he is getting the ball into the box. His dribbling has been really good. Um, and he's not scoring. 
if he if you take his performances his exact performances right now the way he's playing and again i'm not saying he's playing great so like you don't need to twist the words i'm not saying he's playing well and i've actually said that based on merit Josulu should start i've and also possibly brahim now i also floated around at the sevilla game i was like i like what i've seen from brahim um maybe he should get more minutes so like i agree with a lot of you who say he's not playing well and I'm just saying that if you take Rodrigo's performances right now, all of his performances this season, um, and and just to reiterate, uh, the guy who was the second best creator last season in terms of goal-creating actions, um, this year nobody has more carries into the penalty area. Uh, successful take-ons, Rodrigo is consistently among the best in Europe. This season... Uh, eighth in La Liga. Last season, he was fifth and tenth in the the top five leagues. Him, Bellingham, and Vinicius were the three of the best dribblers in the entire world last season. Um, so, and this season, he's still dribbling really well, but he's not scoring. He's just not pulling the ball in the back of the net. He's he's really he's underperforming his xG significantly now. It wasn't as significant to start the season. Now it's getting pretty significant. I'm just saying, like, do we really believe he's just forever this bad? Or he's just going to eventually get back into form? You don't have to be super patient with him. I understand this is the biggest club in the world. The patience is thinner than it is at other places. But, I don't know, this talk about, like, because you just mentioned, like, what's his future? Other people are asking, like, when do we sell him? His value is going to plummet if we don't sell him this winter. Like, that's insane to me. That's crazy talk to me. That's crazy talk to me. It's I'm way not saying Real Madrid should actively look into selling Rodrigo. I don't think so. All I'm saying about the patience and the trust and all that is not about his future in the club, but more about his his, his current role and his current position in the depth chart in the rotation. I think it's about time other players like Jose Luis or Brahim get better chances. I think Rodrigo has been getting uh, a few more than he has earned so far this season. Even though he, even though he's done some good things here and there, I think that both Joselo and Brian have also shown enough to maybe deserve some minutes if, if this is what you're getting from Rodrigo. I certainly hope that this is not what you'll get, what you will be getting from Rodrigo this season because otherwise you're in trouble. I mean, if this is what you're getting from Rodrigo this season, you are in, in big, big trouble for the rest of the season. I think you cannot survive the entirety of the season and expect to compete in the Champions League and to win La Liga against Barcelona just with Bellingham and, and, and Vinicius and Les Vinicius takes a huge, huge leap from what he's shown so far this season, which could also happen. But uh, if this is, if this kind of production or even a bit bad, even a bit better, I mean, Rodrigo is performing so bad in terms of his scoring production and his contribution of, on goals that you have to assume that he's going to improve that. I mean, I cannot expect during the next 10 games or 11 games to go as badly as this last 10, 10 games have gone in terms of his scoring numbers and his assist numbers. I think you have to assume that he's going to improve that. But otherwise, if, if that doesn't happen, Real Madrid are in trouble. 
Real Madrid and, and they will be in trouble because of the decisions of, or the lack of decisions they made in the summer, mind you. I mean, it's not like Rodrigo would be letting Real Madrid down in this big way. I mean, Real Madrid took, decided to take a huge leap of faith about Rodrigo and his uh, ability to contribute on a, at an elite level this season by not signing an, atta an attacker uh, this past summer. And if this is what you're getting from Rodrigo, Real Madrid dug this hole themse themselves by not signing a quality replacement. I mean, I have to assume that Ancelotti would have used that other great attacker uh, if he had it on, on the roster right now. But he obviously looks and he has Joselu and Prime, who are definitely serviceable and solid, but not very exciting and not very uh, trustworthy or reliable. So Real Madrid dug, dug themselves this hole. And while I think Rodrigo will and has to improve, I also th say and that part of the blame should go to the board for not having a really quality and elite option in case the Rodrigo trust and the Rodrigo faith went sideways. I agree with the, the whole idea that if Rodrigo replicates this for the entire season, we're screwed. Like you need more. It's not just him. It's again, it's Vinicius too. Yeah. But if, but if you get, if you just copy and paste and Rodrigo goes, at a one goal per 10 game pace for the rest of the season, you're screwed. Unless Vinicius and Jude are just so otherworldly that it doesn't matter and Rodrigo can stick to dribbling and creating, then then okay, but you're screwed. And this is a conversation that's not new because in past, when Ronaldo left, it was, can Asensio and Bale step up? Nope, it's just Benzema. And then we signed Hazard, that didn't work. Vinicius stepped up in almost everything except for the goal scoring. And then it wasn't until Vinicius and Benzema both started to really contribute that you won the Champions League. But even then, uh, it was it was not easy. And then last year, it was really only Vinicius because Benzema, although he put up 30 goals or so, um, was just not available as much as he was and he declined. And now this year, we're at a situation now where like now it's spelling like could you because none of us expected this whole Bellingham thing could you imagine Absolutely if Bellingham not. just didn't score wasn't scoring this season I can't imagine where we'd not be. even not even not even not scoring like <clears throat> scoring four goals less than what he has scored so far which would have already yeah. been great I mean I mean six goals and three assists at this at this uh, point of the season would be great for a new signing like him and Real Madrid will probably that would probably cost Real Madrid like at least four points here and there in the in the season so yeah i think uh, real madrid will be screwed if if rodrigo doesn't doesn't improve his performances and and mind you Vinicius as well like bellingham to me seems to be on track to kind of replicate what benzema did last season if he's able to sustain it in terms of his scoring production seems kind of to be on that kind of path but neither Vinicius nor Rodrigo are trending towards replicating their own performances last year. So Real Madrid need more. I just want to say, go back to, oh, how are you doing for time, by the way? Uh, we're fine. We're fine for 10 more minutes or so. Okay. Um, I just want to go back to your comment about Rodrigo's um, quote. Mm. I always... Like, I've been a big believer that 
I just really I respect it when people don't complain about stuff and just take onus on themselves to be like, all right, I got to take myself to another level. No excuses, all this stuff about being out of position, um, complaining about this and that. Like, what could I do differently to make this better? So I agree with you in principle that the quote, you know, it didn't inspire confidence in me as a fan um, that he would step up. It was just a, a public acknowledgement of his struggles. I don't. I just don't hold it against them. It's just that um, I kind of prefer the, the opposite mentality. Um, so I think Rodrigo just has to look within and be like, what is the motivating factor for me to flip the switch? Where is my Michael Jordan like I took it personally and get back to his best? Because we need that version of Rodrigo. We need the version of Rodrigo who like comes in off the bench against City and be like, all right, guys, we're not going out today. We're going, I'm going to do everything in my power to do this. We need that back from him. And whatever ignites him, whatever motivates him to flip that switch, we need it desperately. Uh, because as you said, we can't, uh, we can't go into the rest of the season with him scoring one goal every 10 games he plays. It's not enough. We need more. And not to get way too ahead of ourselves, but like if you think about next summer, I think it's like pretty safe to predict like whoever it is that Real Madrid signed next summer, that's going to be the, the starter, right? It's going to be Jude, Vinny, and whoever that signing is. And um, and I think if Rodrigo wants to be in that conversation where you know he wants to play, like he he needs to he needs to earn it again. Uh, I, I I'm not like really like to be clear, I'm not really defending him, nor am I saying he's great i just feel i'm just kind of like trying to read it for what it is he's a really good player to me still and he's just a little bit out of goal scoring form and he's low on confidence that's all real stuff and if he doesn't get it going the team could be in trouble offensively but i also believe in him because like i just feel like i've been watching football for too long man we've seen so many players who are been out of form and we just you know the fans like would be like, sell this guy, whether it was Marcelo, whether it was Sergio Ramos, whoever. Like, we saw, we saw like, Cristiano Ronaldo, what was Benzema, his... Benzema, even, yeah. Benzema, I mean, Benzema had, like, you know, years where it was like, we got to get rid of this guy. Um, so I just feel like I've been watching football for too long to be like, okay, Rodrigo <laughs> needs to go. I just, it's way too early for that conversation to me. No, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. About his quote, I would be perfectly fine, one hundred feet, one hundred percent fine with the quote if had he added. But I know I have to be better. I know I have to play better myself because I uh, before I can point fingers at the positional stuff. Like if he says, "I'm not comfortable playing in the center," I'm paraphrasing what he said. I'm not comfortable playing in the center. <laughs> blah blah blah. But I know I have to be better myself because my team needs me and th this is the spot my team needs me to play at. I would be p more than fine. But he ended the quote where where he actually ended it and, and that kind of sounded to me a bit of, as an excuse uh, in terms of his performances. Well, the thing is, uh, and I don't, honestly don't even remember the quote now, but he, he I mean, Vinicius literally was missing. For how many games? 
An entire month should have been like five, six games, yeah. Now, I I guess you could argue that even then, Rodrigo is kind of playing in a 4-4-2 still, like up top. He's not necessarily a a winger. I still, I'm, I'm very curious to see like a year or two from now if this formation would still exist. There's a mm-hmm. lot of variables. Who will be the manager? All that stuff. Who is the signing? But I still feel like there is a there's a real chance that Jude will 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 play as an eight eventually. Um, so and that kind of frees you into playing four three three if you want to. But I don't know. Uh, any concluding thoughts, Lucas? Before we wrap it up here. Not really looking, just looking forward to uh, hopefully a, a calm and an easy and comfortable game in Portugal tomorrow. Just that Ancelotti can manage his squad ahead of the Clásico, which I think would, would be important. But uh, yeah, other than that, hopefully hopefully, hopefully both Vinicius and, and Rodrigo can, can turn it up and start making a big contribution. They have a big, 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 huge opportunity on, on Saturday to make a statement and prove that they can not only be trusted, but that they can actually, you know, lead Real Madrid's offense, even when Bellingham maybe doesn't doesn't have it going. Well, uh, ideal scenario is you and I come back on next Monday, and we're like, yeah, Rodrigo's back, baby. A brace at the uh, imagine, yeah. Uh, <laughs> our, what can it, it's the Monjuic, yeah. Monjuic, yeah. Uh, I was there for the Coldplay concert years ago. How was it? The Coldplay concert, great. I mean, I caught him in the last tour before they went uh, with the whole pop-oriented uh, kind of electronic music that I just don't enjoy anymore from them. So I caught them like right at their peak of their original kind of more British pop class pop rock uh, stuff so it was great yeah i visited the outside of it i've never been uh uh-huh. inside so i was just curious um all right well lucas are we back thursday or friday this week friday if you can yeah all right friday mailbag if you want to submit questions go to patreon.com slash managing madrid or go to our discord channel you have to be a patron or a member to ask questions and if you want access to it, again, patreon.com slash managing Madrid. You can also join YouTube memberships. It's the same content. You can take your pick and you can ask questions and access the podcast if you're a member. So make sure to do that. We're also doing a live call on Wednesday for our members. Uh, tomorrow, Champions League post game show. That's only for members as well. So this is the extent of the free content you get this week. It's this episode, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday or Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, all for members only. So get in on the action, please. Lucas, good chatting. Thanks, my man. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. See you Friday. Take care. Yep. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.